Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of What Do I Know, where pop culture meets politics. Um, I want to wish everyone, but specifically all my fellow black people, a happy Black History Month, y'all. Today is the first day of February, and therefore the first day of Black History Month. And I encourage all black people this month and every month, really, to just, you know, use this time and celebrate what celebrate being black and whatever that means to you we're not all the same being black means different things for every black person but i want you to use this month to celebrate it celebrate your blackness celebrate the black excellence because it is lit being black okay i want us all to say it loud we are black and we're proud um because for so long we have been encouraged to say it low that we're black and we don't like it but that's not the truth. So I want, you know, this month, maybe just celebrate our history, celebrate our, you know, excellence, you know, it's just, it's lit as fuck being black. And so yeah, happy Black History Month to all non-blacks out there. Um, you know, I encourage you to also look up black history. There's a lot more to us than slavery. I know that's kind of what they kind of shoved down our throats in school. Um, so yeah. Happy Black History Month, y'all. And just happy first day of February, you guys. Like, I love the first day of a new month. It just feels like a fresh start, you know? On Twitter, I even saw people saying that this is actually gonna, this is today is their actual new year, and January was just a trial run. So this, this, today is when they actually begin doing their New Year's resolutions. And so if you're one of those people, happy new year to you. I totally get it. Sometimes January, you get off to a bad start. So, February is just going to be the start of your new year. Um, so, yeah. So, let's get into it, y'all. Um, so, first up, we have hot topics. We got a good amount of stuff, y'all. Some of these celebrities just been acting a fool and doing some stupid-ass shit. So, let's get to it. So, first up, we have T.I. and Tiny. <sighs> when I first heard about this, I'm not, I like... I was really disappointed, but because I am a fan of T.I. and Tiny, I really like Tiny especially. I think she is, she seems to be a really nice person, great mom. Um, T.I., I like his music. I don't really like him as a person. He seems to be a very egotistic, annoying human. I don't know. I don't know him, but from what I can see from him, like on TV and stuff, and after the whole thing with that he did with his daughter, Deja, I don't really like T.I., but, you know, it, it is what it is. So, let me just get into it. So, basically, what's going on with T.I. and Tiny is um, an associate of theirs named Sabrina Peterson. She is accusing them, accusing T.I. and Tiny. So, about, I think, oh, I want to say maybe a week and a half ago, maybe even up to two weeks ago, Sabrina came out and accused T.I. of putting a gun to her head and threatening her in front of, you know, children and a bunch of people and just basically threatening, you know, threatening her. And so when she, when that first came out, I kind of kept scrolling. Not that I didn't care, but it was just kind of like, okay, that's, I I mean, I'm sure T.I. did do that. He's, you know, but what has come out recently has been really disheartening to hear. So after Sabrina came out with that, a couple of days later, apparently a bunch of like dozens of women 
have been DMing her and accusing T.I. and Tiny of drugging them and sexually assault- assaulting them. Now, when I heard that, I was really taken aback. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, if you don't really know, T.I. and Tiny are kind of well known for like, you know, threesomes and whatever. Like, they're they're no stranger to like experimenting in their marriage. But to hear that they are drugging these women and, you know, just kind of doing stuff against their will is just very awful to hear. Um, especially because some of these women claim they were really young at the time, like not even like minors, like teenagers. Um, so that's what, you know, a lot of them have come out to say. Now, I'll say this is all alleged, obviously. Um, T.I. and Tiny have not, well, T.I. did put out a statement saying, you know, trying to say that it's not true, whatever, whatever. I didn't watch it. It was too long. It was eight minutes. And I heard it was really just eight minutes of him saying absolutely nothing. But at this, at this time, no legal or criminal action has been taken on either side. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, you know, again, this is all alleged, but this is very disheartening to hear. T.I. and Tiny, you know, they're a very pretty well-respected couple in the hip-hop community, especially in Atlanta. They're like royalty in Atlanta because they both were born and raised in Atlanta. Um, so I just, I hope it's not true, but, you know, I guess we'll see how it plays out. Um, and if it is true, I do, you know, hope that the victims get the justice that they deserve. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Next up, <clears throat> we have the singer Danny Lee. And I use the term singer very loosely. Um, <laughs> so Danny Lee, who is apparently a singer, I'll say that personally, I did not know she had an occupation. I thought she was an Instagram model. I don't know anything about this girl other than the fact that she's dating the baby. Um, depending on the week anyway, she's dating the baby because some weeks he runs back to his baby mama Mimi and other weeks he's runs to Danny Lee. So he's like stuck between the two. But anyway, Danny Lee came out with a song called Yellow Bone about, I want to say this is like two weeks ago. And so the song's called Yellow Bone. Here's a little snippet of it. It's, it's trash. I just want to let you guys know that right now. It's not anything. It's, it's absolute garbage. Hold on. So y'all just heard that bullshit ass song. Horrible excuse for a song. No talented ass song. And so the song really did, you know, even though it is garbage, it, um... It garnered a lot of attention, um, negative attention, and it basically caused a shitstorm within, you know, the black community, especially black Twitter. You know, a lot of black people were pissed off. They were not happy um, for various reasons. Um, So I'm going to try to, like, talk about why the song is bullshit and why a lot of black people were pissed. So the first thing is that the song is called Yellow Bone. And yellow bone is a term used in the black community, and it refers to a light-skinned black woman. Um, Danny Lee is not black. She is Dominican, I guess. She's from the Dominican Republic. That's what a lot of people keep rebutting back when you say she's not black. Like, let's start with the fact that just because you're from the Dominican Republic doesn't mean you're black. There are a lot of non-black Dominicans. 
Shit, even the actual black Dominicans deny being black. So, <laughs> Danny Lee's not black. She's Hispanic, I guess. Um, but that's, she's not. her. She, even though I think she's even claiming to be black. But her parents have, pictures of her parents have surfaced and they are not black. I just think it's funny how now it's cool to be black. But anyway, so that's one thing. She's not a yellow bone. This other thing is the song is just plain stupid and offensive and just stupid, you know, because the lyrics are, what is she saying? Yellow bone is what he wants. Basically talking about the baby because the baby is who she's dating. And that's why people are saying that, you know, she is low key throwing shots at his baby's mother because the baby's baby mama, Mimi, is a darker skinned woman. Beautiful woman, but she, she she's darker. And so, yeah. And the thing, this is my opinion about it. When, when I first heard about it, I didn't even, I didn't retweet it. I didn't like anything about it. I literally kept scrolling because my opinion was, I don't want to give this girl any attention. You know, it is very obvious that either her or her team, someone in her camp, came up with the idea to put this stupid ass song out and piss people off and i'm telling y'all she took a page right out of the kardashian book of how to get attention 101 this is such a kardashian move the kardashians anytime they want to promote something or anytime they feel that not enough attention is on them at the moment they all go and do something to piss off the black community and if you don't think so that's your opinion you can go look it up they always do something appalling and dumb as fuck and it always pisses black people off and then they get the attention they were looking for and so that is exactly what i think danny lee is doing her i'm thinking it's someone on her team because she don't look that smart but someone on her team probably said you know what let's garner some attention let's get this song going because there's no way she can tell me that she really thinks this song is a good song this song is the most trolling ass song i've ever heard in my life she sounds like that old vine vine guy ice jj fish fish and if you don't know who Ice JJ Fish is, you are way too young to be listening to this podcast because Ice JJ Fish, Fish is an icon. But anyway, she just—I can just tell the song is trolling. But anyway, so it just garnered a lot of uproar. Conversations about colorism came up about, and just all this crazy shit. And like I said, my opinion is I don't want to give the girl that much attention, so I'm—that's why I'm even cutting. I don't want to talk too much more about her. She obviously did this for attention. That's just how I feel. I don't think she really thinks this song is a hit. I think she's aware that she's on a fucking yellow bone. And if she was doing it to throw shots at Mimi, girl, go, girl, bye. You're pathetic. And that's all I have to say. You're really fighting another woman over the fucking baby. The baby? That nigga's like a C-list rapper at this point. The way he keeps beating up random ass people and going to jail. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, moving on. Next up, um, next up, y'all, and when I say y'all, I mean some of, some people out there have made my girl Chloe Bailey, uh, cry, and I am really feeling sad about that, um, give y'all a little backstory, so Chloe Bailey's a singer, um, her and her sister Hallie, they, they're in a duo called Chloe, Chloe and Hallie. And they are like really great singers. Anyway, they're in a group called Chloe and Hallie. It's well, it's a duo. It's and they're sisters. And so, um, 
they you know they're really great singers i like chloe and hallie they're young they're really young chloe's the older sister she's 22 and hallie i think is gonna be 20 this year so um yeah and you know they are under beyonce like literally beyonce is like a mentor to them she's taking them under her wing I think they're even signed to Parkwood Entertainment, which I think is like Beyonce's, I don't know if it's her record label or management company. Either way, they're signed to Beyonce. And so, you know, basically being co-signed by Beyonce, they're set and they're both really talented. And so recently, the both of them have, you know, decided to create their own Instagram pages away from each other. Um, I think I'm thinking it's because Hallie, who's a younger sister, is going to be playing Ariel in the live action Little Mermaid that's coming out like in a couple of years. And, you know, so she's basically under Dizzy now. So her image has to be very like squeaky clean. And so I'm thinking that's why they split up because um, Chloe's probably like, well, you're going to be on Disney, not me. So that I don't want to, you know. So, yeah. But anyway, so Chloe has her on Instagram now and on her Instagram, you know. She's been feeling herself. So she, she recorded the Busset Challenge, which is that TikTok challenge where women, you know, are looking beautiful and, and sexy and twerking. And they look good. And Chloe's Busset Challenge was awesome. She looked fucking awesome because she is a beautiful girl, young, and has a banging body. And so, you know, when her Busset Challenge came out, I feel like people liked it for the most part. You know, obviously it came as a bit of a surprise because, like I said, they've kind of had a very... Um, I don't know. They've had kind of a, uh, more of a reserved reputation, I want to say. They're definitely, they definitely aren't like the city girls where, like, you know, the city girls in the Busted Challenge, that would be, that's pretty on brand for them. But Chloe and Hallie, their image is a lot more kind of squeaky clean. So, you know, it was definitely a surprise to see that Busted Challenge, but I loved it. She looked beautiful. Um, and so ever since that, she's been doing a lot more, you know, very kind of, provocative videos and pictures and stuff and there's nothing wrong with that i see nothing wrong with that she's a young girl she's 22 almost 23 okay but you know she's been see i guess receiving a lot of backlash and unfortunately a lot of that backlash has been coming from fellow black women it's very disheartening to hear and so chloe was on instagram live the other day i'm not sure what she was doing i think she was answering a question or something and she started you know getting very like teary-eyed and and sad um discussing just kind of like how you know her discussing how she's kind of felt you know low self-esteem and that's kind of why she these videos have helped her because you know whatever whatever but i'm gonna play a little bit of it for you guys and that's where i find my confidence i'm not gonna cry when i perform and when i make music and when i dance that's when i get to tap into the sexier side of myself and that's where I find my confidence. I'm not gonna cry this time, cause y'all know I be crying. So it really means a lot to me when I can finally get to a place where I share who I really am. And I've been like really insecure for a long time. And I'm finally like at that place where I have self-confidence. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> And I'm really happy that I get to share that with y'all heard that okay it's a very it's a very kind of sad video she you can tell she wants to cry and she's trying to keep herself from crying and it's because you know she's thinking about how long she's come 
from I guess where she used to feel about herself her self-confidence to now and feeling confident and it's just like for people you know to really like all these haters out there like trying to talk shit about her and making her feel like shit it is very sad to see and hear and so I just really want, you know, Chloe and any other young girl out there who, who who feels a certain way about whether or not they should post that busted challenge or post that sexy video. Do whatever the fuck you want to do, y'all. Because if people can't mind their fucking business, which that is really what I think needs to happen is that people need to mind their business. Mind the business that pays you, okay? Policing Chloe Bailey and any other young girl or even old woman, any woman that wants to do a busted challenge or whatever does absolutely nothing for your life so i don't really understand why people can't mind their own fucking business but for any young girls out there who feel like they can't you know show their sensual side or more sexy side i want you to really just understand that those people are haters they're built like boxes and they're jealous of you that's why they're hating so y'all just everyone mind your business any young girl out there do whatever you want to do because number one people gonna talk no matter what let's start there a couple months ago um you know chloe and hallie chloe was obviously displaying like you know signs of being kind of the more like provocative one and people were like you know tweeting about it and talking about oh wow look at chloe and now that she's actually come into that you guys are still talking so it's like people are going to talk no matter what you do you need to just do whatever the fuck you want to do so yeah and I saw someone saying like oh what would Beyonce think it's like what would Beyonce think Beyonce who <laughs> has created albums in which she's do damn near doing the bus it challenge what are you talking about Beyonce probably loves this shit and also Beyonce is not her mom so yeah but anyway that's just how I feel about that um so next up we got <sighs> the sadder part of what do I know um, I want to say rest in peace to Cicely Tyson. Um, Cicely Tyson was a pioneering, iconic, uh, black actress who lived a long, fruitful life and had a very long, um, iconic career. She died, I think last week at 96 years old. And, um, so I want to just, you know... I don't, it looks like she didn't have any children, but like, I'm sure she had family. So I definitely want to send my condolences to them. And I just, you know, rest in peace. You know, people were like, oh my God, 2021 is already starting bad. Cicely Tyson. Y'all, Cicely Tyson was 96. Like, that's, she lived a long life. That's a very long life right there. Like, how long do you want these people to live? 96 is a long life. I can't even imagine all the shit she saw as a black woman in this country like she was 96 she was born in like 1924 or something like i don't even want to know half the shit she probably witnessed um but yeah so i want to say rest in peace you know to a legend who paved the way for so many um without her a lot of your favorite you know black actresses would probably not be here so um rest in peace legend um next up i want to say rest in peace to larry king as well he also passed away I think he passed away last week too. They, I think they passed away like a couple days apart. Um, Larry King is also a legend and a pioneer in his industry, in the media industry. You know, he was with like a radio host, a television host. Um, he had Larry King Live, which was on for like 
over 20 years and he's interviewed like so many iconic people from politicians to celebrities um and so you know definitely want to send my condolences to larry king's family and may he also rest in perfect peace he was 87 so you know he lived a long life as well i'm not gonna lie definitely thought larry king was older than that though <laughs> i feel like he's looked 87 for a while but anyway rest in peace to larry king um now we get to the the saddest part <sighs> this past january 26 was marked the one year anniversary of kobe bryant's death um so um you know y'all know how i feel about kobe so this was a very difficult day for me and many people who were fans of Kobe. <clears throat> um, so yeah, this January 26th of this year was one year since they died. Um, I can't believe it's already been a year. Like, that is wild. Like, I feel like it was yesterday that we woke up and heard that they passed away, you know? Like, <sighs> I, um... I think about Kobe probably every day. I mean, every time I get on social media, especially my Instagram Explore page, it's like, you know, all these pictures of Kobe and his family, you know, his daughters. Um, I love seeing pictures of him as a child with his sisters and his parents. Um, I would definitely say he was a very well-photographed man. He has a lot of pictures. <laughs> every day I find a new picture that I've never seen before. But anyway... It's been one hell of a year, um, as we all know. After he died, the year, the world definitely went to shit. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of, you know, um, videos and people really did a lot of dedications to Kobe. Um, a lot of former NBA players came out and talked about, you know, Kobe. Um, So yeah, it's uh, it's been a year. I just I can't believe it's already been a year. I still can't believe he's gone. I can't believe um, Gigi's gone. I can't believe you know any of the other seven are gone. It's 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 still it's still very surreal, especially when you like see videos of him, and they look like you know very recent videos. Like he has an Apple Watch on, so it's like damn, like I mean it feels like they're still here, but they're not. You know, so <sighs> I am. Um, I really can't imagine how it's been for Vanessa and Natalia, who's his oldest daughter. Um, the younger two, obviously, I don't really, I, I would assume they don't really know what happened. I mean, maybe the, the, the third one, Bianca, but definitely not the youngest. Um, I know it's been hard. I follow them on Instagram. And one thing that I'll say, is they definitely have a great support system. You know, shout out to Paul Gasol, who was, um, you know, a former Lakers teammate of Kobe's, but also a, a friend of his, him and his wife, Kat. They seem to have really stepped up and, you know, try really, you know, to always have trips with them and just try to always put a smile on, on their faces. And I really admire that. That's a true friend right there. 
Um, they even named their new beautiful baby girl. Her middle name is Gianna. So I think that was also awesome. Um, shout out to Sierra and um, Lala. Like, wow. You know, I never really, you know, <laughs> I didn't know they were really that close to friends with Vanessa before this. So I think it's awesome that they have also stepped up. Um, and they, you know, they're always going on trips and everybody's together. And it just seems like they really try hard to make sure that Vanessa and Natalia are in a good place. Um, so I think that's awesome. Um, I also want to kind of shout out Kobe's sisters, Sharia and Shia. Um, I know this is very difficult for them as well. I feel like, I feel like they sometimes is you know um sisters and parents can be overlooked at times and it's like yes we all know kobe was a father and a husband but he was also a younger brother he had two older sisters and he was a son obviously yes it's not you know a secret that him and his parents had somewhat of a tumultuous relationship but at the end of the day that was their son and that was their brother and i know that they're missing him dearly he was their young he was the youngest um and the only son so i really pray that his sisters are doing well i am also an older sister so i can't even imagine what they could be going through thinking you know with all this that's going on with and their you know and their parents as well you know joe and pam bryant i really pray that they're finding peace throughout all this it is not easy to lose a child um and a grandchild they lost their granddaughter as well so I just hope they find peace. I have, I mean, no one really knows what the status of their relationship was at the time of his death, but um, I would hope that they can find peace through all this. I know it will take a very long time, but it can definitely be done. Be done. Um, and I definitely think that, you know, my very first episode, this whole podcast was created because of Kobe. Um, my first episode is dedicated to Kobe, the Mamba Mentality episode. And I discuss, you know, how Kobe really would want us to use, you know, his mentality, that Mamba Mentality in our own personal respective, like, fields of work and lives. And so I hope everyone did do that. I know personally, I think I did. Um, obviously, Kobe did not know me personally, but I think he would be proud to see how I, you know, kind of channeled Mamba mentality into my own personal life. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> what a year. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year, like I said. But, um, again, I want to say rest in peace, you know, Kobe. You left a true mark on this world. I mean, the amount of people that would just come out to talk about how Kobe really influenced them. Like every, like I'll tell you, sometimes I do fall into these Kobe rabbit holes and I'll like find random ass mega fans of his. And there was one guy that I found um, who named his two boys. One of them, their name is Kobe. And the second one's name is Bryant. He literally named him sons after Kobe. Like, that is the ultimate, to me, respect, is naming your child after someone. Like, that's really something. And this was, like, before he died. His kids are, like, 10 years old. So, um, just to show you how much of a fan this guy was, he named his sons Kobe and Bryant. His wife must have been a fan, too, because I don't know if I would have done all that. But anyway, um, so... 
he really left a mark on the world and it still just feels weird that he's gone but um like I said, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, rest in peace, Gianna, rest in peace, John, Carrie, and Alyssa Altabelli, Sarah and Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser, and Era Zabion. Those are the other seven victims. I know we tend to not really mention them. Um, so I definitely, you know, wanted to make sure to mention them because they do have family members as well that are hurting. And so rest in peace to them. Okay, so let's switch gears here. <clears throat> Um, go into politics. Mm, politics, it's a lot going on, but like also nothing. I mean, what? There's not much. I mean, he's only been president. Biden's been president for about a week now. Um, one of the biggest news right now, Trump, good old Trump, former president Trump, feels very good to say that. Um, two or three of his, um, Lawyers that were on his team for his impeachment trial have dropped out. Um, there's no really word why they dropped out, but um, their names are Butch Bowers, Deborah Barbier, and Josh Howard. They have just dropped out, even though the impeachment trial is like next week, I think. So that's great. Um, uh, next up, the National Guard that has been deployed out at the Capitol building in D.C., um, there's like a lot of them. I don't even know, like hundreds probably. They were deployed obviously after the whole storming of the Capitol thing with the damn Trump supporters uh, at the beginning of January. So after that, the National Guard has just been like holding down the fort there. Um, and apparently there's just been a huge COVID outbreak among them. Obviously, there's like hundreds of them. And it's really sad to hear. I mean, they say a lot of them have gotten it. There have been not really some, the countermeasures to prevent, prevent them from getting it, you know, they claim are uneven. So I guess they're trying to see what can be done with that. Um, Biden and the Republicans are going to meet, I think, today to discuss the next stimulus package. Because um, obviously people are still being very much affected by the pandemic because Contrary to what people in Atlanta and Houston and every basically everywhere in the South think, the virus is not over <laughs> and it's still very much here and people have been affected. And so basically, um, Biden's stimulus package is a $1.5 trillion package um, and it's supposed to like help with different things like, you know, sending out another stimulus. That would be $1,400 instead of this measly ass $600 that we got. Though I did appreciate it and so did my credit cards. Um, but this next one, Biden wants it to be like $1,400, which would be really nice. $1,400, I feel like would help people a lot more than $600. It is 2021 and not 1985. $600 does not go very far nowadays. Um, so yeah, and so it's going to include that and more, it's going to extend unemployment and he, you know, with his package, he wants it, he wants people to receive an extra 400 a week and his package is just something that basically will, oh my God, help the average American that is suffering right now. God forbid, God forbid a politician does something to actually help the people that put them in office. Damn, so of course the Republicans are not with that shit, as usual. Um, 
their stimulus package is like a lot less. Theirs is only 600 billion and it includes way less shit. And it's just like such a frustrating thing, you guys, because it's like there are so many people that are suffering right now, that are unemployed, that are on the verge of losing their home. Like this stimulus could really help them. And so I just, I don't know, he's supposed to meet with the Republicans today, so we will see what happens. I guess they'll try to find some type of middle ground. Because if we're going to be real, even Biden's stimulus package is fucking nothing. Like, let's keep it all the way 100. Even his is nothing. But at least it's a little bit of something. Like, the Republicans literally want to offer absolutely nothing. And it's just, like, very disheartening to see. Um... And then last on politics, Biden has only been in office for like, what, a week and a half and he's already signed 42 executive orders because he literally has to come in and clean up the mess that Trump created. (sighs) I know Biden. I mean, he's, this is probably a lot for him. He's so damn old. I can't believe, (laughs) he's so old. He looks so old. I can't believe he's only in his 80s He's or 70s. And he's already having to do so much. He should be, like, chilling on a beach. (laughs) It sucks when a president comes in and the last president was awful. And they now have to, like, clean up the mess of the last president, which is exactly what Biden is doing. He has apparently signed 42 executive orders. And all of them range from different topics. Um, For example, healthcare. Um, He signed the executive order on strengthening Medicaid and the Affordable Care Act which reopens enrollment for um, Obamacare or Affordable Care, whatever you want to call it. So that opens February 15th through May 15th. And he signed a memorandum on protecting um, women's health at home and abroad. And what that basically does is... um, Sorry, hold on. Okay, so the memorandum, it directs U.S. Health and Human Services Department to move to consider rescinding the Trump administration role blocking health care providers in the federal funded Title X family planning program from referring patients for abortions. So that's what that does. Um, Then environment. One of the biggest things is we have joined the we've joined back into the Paris climate accord that's a big deal because trump like i remember that like i think like in his first year as president he took us out of that um and basically what that is it's like an agreement with if i'm not mistaken yeah it's a it's a it's called the paris agreement and it's an agreement within the united nations so different countries and it's just kind of a way where different countries are agreeing to just like try to stop you know climate change you know because whether you believe it or not the planet is dying um you know the fucking ice caps and shit are melting melting and if we're not careful in the next 30 years we'll be underwater or something i don't know so climate change is a huge issue right now um what are his other ones that he signed he signed stuff for coronavirus and yeah so biden's just basically just trying to come in and clean up clean house shit um so that's it for politics um okay let's move on last but not least 
it's time for iffy rants. Now this rant, this rant that I'm gonna do is, um, this rant I'm gonna do is very, I feel like on brand for Black History Month because it deals with a huge issue in the black community. So, if you don't know, in the black community, there's a huge divide between black Americans and Africans. Um, very big divide that goes back to like a long time. Um, and I will say, you know, I feel like my generation who are like first generation kids, so like, you know, first generation Nigerian American, Ghanaian American, Ethiopian American, just first generation kids. We are trying, in my opinion, to bridge that gap. And things just keep happening that <laughs> make the gap not be bridged. So what happened recently is there is a new TikTok challenge. It's called the Fufu Challenge. And it came about when this young black American girl, uh, I wish, I, I don't even know what her damn TikTok was, but she put up a video. Maybe hers was not TikTok. It might have been on Instagram. Either way, she put up a video on social media of her eating uh, Nigerian fufu and soup. And she loved it. She really liked it. I think she was eating like okra soup and a goosey soup. And she really liked it. And so her eating that prompted a bunch of people to go to their nearest Nigerian restaurant and buy fufu. Which has been great for these Nigerian restaurants. I mean, shit. They're making these people a lot of money during this time. Um, it's been a really big challenge, actually. I'm hearing, like, some restaurants, there's, like, a five-hour eight wait for fufu. That shit makes me laugh. Simple fufu that I eat in my house. Like, goddamn. <laughs> That's why you don't take things for granted. Like, I'm looking at this like, fufu? Are you kidding? Like, it's, okay. That's all power to you, I guess. But anyway. So, you know, people are recording themselves eating it. A lot, for the most part, it's gotten great, you know, People like it. Um, it's not even just black people. I've seen the Hispanic people doing it. One girl did it talking about it's like a tortilla. Um, fufu is really nothing at all like a tortilla, but I digress. Um, <laughs> so it's it's cool to, to look at people eating food from our culture. I love it. You know, I, I, I like seeing things like that. But of course, you have the negative people. Until recently, YouTuber Aaliyah J. She is a makeup youtuber she's part of that makeup youtube whatever the fuck like she does makeup um her and her boyfriend got a huge backlash for their fufu challenge video and the fufu challenge video you see Aaliyah j and uh, let me say i did not watch the whole video i did i only watched the part that was on twitter and you could see her Aaliyah j is eating fufu with her boyfriend and she's you know, the fufu's in her mouth and she literally like is acting like she wants to throw it up and spit it out and her boyfriend's yelling at her to keep eating it. Let me actually just play it for y'all. Let me play it. <laughs> no, I didn't eat it. This is what you wanted. You wanted this. Where are you going? No, eat it. No, you have to eat it. No, you have to eat it. You have to eat it. You of all people have to eat it. You, no, eat it. Swallow. <laughs> no way. She was feeding for this. I told her she don't taste good. I told her it don't taste good. Y'all heard it. 
Okay, so you 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 can hear the audio of it. The the actual video is just so annoying. Like she looks like she wants to throw it up. She's drinking water. The boyfriend's yelling at her to eat it. Da 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 da. And the boyfriend, I don't like it. And you know what? Let me play that part for y'all. That's the last part where he's going that he doesn't like it. I don't like it. I never had it before. I just know I wasn't gonna like it. I'm gonna give it a thousand. Personally, this is my personal opinion. You heard that. So what's funny about that is he's claiming he doesn't like it. I don't like it. But he's licking his fingers like he likes it. Like, you don't lick your fingers if you don't like something. I don't even lick my fingers when I like something. So let's start there. I think licking your fingers is disgusting. But anyway, you don't like it, but you're licking your fingers. Okay, with his fat, ugly ass. Like, get the fuck out of here, yo. Like, it's shit like that that makes the divide between black Americans and Africans even bigger. And it's hard to bridge it. So this is the issue that a lot of African kids like myself had. Because people were trying to defend or talking about, oh, so now people can't have opinions. So now we all have to like the same food. No, it's not about that. We all like what we like. Personally, for me, I am actually a very picky eater. There are a lot of foods that I don't like myself. Um, so I understand not liking a, a food that, especially a food that you're not familiar with. The issue is that Aaliyah J literally recorded this shit, edited it, and actually had the audacity to upload it onto YouTube. That is the problem. You knew that you uploaded the, you didn't like it, and apparently they were making all kinds of comments. Uh, apparently, Aaliyah J said in one part of the video, "Do Africans eat shrimp?" Apparently, she called it dog food, and she was just very being very ignorant about the whole situation. And that's where the problem was. If you don't like something, you don't like it. That's what it is. Nobody's saying you have to like fufu. There are Nigerians that don't like fufu. What we're saying is. You are being rude, you are being disrespectful, and you are being incredibly ignorant, and you really still upload that video like it was something. If you knew that you and your boyfriend were not reacting while this video, you should have kept it in the drafts. You should have kept it to yourself. And my thing is, even if she didn't like it, there's a way to say you don't like something. And the way to say it is not by practically wanting to spit the food out and calling it dog food and asking if we eat shrimp. What kind of stupid ass statements are those? So... I just really, it really bothered me to see that. I just, I'm very like protective about my culture. I'm very proud to be Nigerian and to see like a, a black, and, and I'm pretty open about it. Like anytime, I don't really have a lot of black American friends, but the few that I've had throughout my life, I feel like I'm very open to them. And when they ask me questions about, you know, Nigerian things, I, I answer, you know, I know there's this whole jollof rice wave and I've put people onto jollof rice and so to see things like this is just so disheartening and it's like this is why their divide it's hard to bridge because of things like this you know because obviously our parents generation and older black americans they never bridge that divide they were very separate and everybody's throwing the finger about why there's a divide and the thing about it, one of the things I will say that a lot of African parents say is that they think that black Americans are ignorant, which is one of the biggest reasons why they like don't really associate with black Americans. They think they're ignorant. And so a video like this really does not help. <laughs> um, so all I have to say is shame on Aaliyah J. I really was somewhat of a fan of hers. I'm not a huge makeup person, so but I I, I enjoy her makeup videos. I think she's a beautiful woman. 
Um, and of course she had, I think she did put out a video somewhat apologizing. I don't even know. I didn't watch it because I knew she was going to do that anyway. I just think that she put it up again for engagement. A lot of these social media people, you know, these brand ambassador people, all they care about is engagement. Who's clicking on the video? Because that's how they get paid. So I think she knew that it was this was going to happen and she didn't care because she just wanted a video with high views. That's really how I feel. And so, you know... Just, I guess, to finish it up, to bridge a divide between any group of people, the ignorance needs to be out the window. Like, throw that, any prejudice you ever had needs to go out the window. And doing stupid shit like this doesn't help bridge any type of divides. But what do I know? Thanks for listening, y'all.